Welcome to Fans of the Forge. I'm Chris. To my left, we have... Teresa. (laughs) 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 And the wrap-up episode for tonight is for Season 5, Episode 4, Jumanji Yari. Our contestants in this episode were Fuad with 20 years of part-time experience, Jacob with five years of part-time experience, and he was only 19 years old at the time. Impressive. Kyle, who had 20 years of part-time experience, and then Greg, who had two years of full-time experience. Sean and I both chose Fuad to win. Yeah. Seems like a pretty reasonable pick. Yeah. 20 years experience, pretty solid. Right. Teresa and I chose Jacob as our underdog pick. Again. Nice. Yeah, why not? Right. And then Sean chose Greg to win as a uh, as the underdog, excuse me, and Teresa chose Greg to win. So, round 1. All right. We go in and they are required to make friction folders using piece of 5160 steel. So mm. this is earlier on in the season before they really started to go overboard with the crazy materials that they had to do. Yeah. So this was just a solid bar of 5160, and they were told they had to make friction folders, but they were not told any of the tests that they were going to have to to do with the friction folders if they were to make it to the end of round two. Right. So that kind of, I mean, yeah. it affects it a little a bit. A little bit, yeah. It affects how you do your design. Um, you want to make sure you're you're hitting all the key points for a test like that, like um, making a blade that's strong enough and sharp enough. Obviously, you need that for all of them, but your design might, you, they probably beefed up to their designs more than maybe they would have normally if they knew what the tests were going to be. Right. You're not, you know, you're not just making a little pocket knife. Right. Right, you, you, you know, knowing the test would help you determine how big you're going to make this thing. Right, you know how heavy it'll be and all that stuff. But they didn't tell them, so so they went to work from there, and Fuad came in and had his time just planned out to the T. It was pretty good. He's like, yeah. this hour I'm going to do this. By the second hour I'm doing that. He knew what he was going to do. It was a good plan. You know, his experience really showed through yep. here. Um, the only other thing we noted with his was that at one point he had, he had picked up his his blade and was whacking the spine because it was starting to go in the wrong direction yeah. as he was working on it. And by whacking it down on the anvil, it was actually helping to straighten it out. And that's a method that Jay Nielsen was like, hey, that's actually a pretty solid method to do that. That right. makes the most sense to fix it that way. It's a spine whacker, I think. Uh, a spine whacker? Fwad, I think, may have said that about himself. Yes, yeah. a spine whacker. I don't know. Anyway. Funny. So, Jacob, he added a decorative twist to his tang as he was going through his process. I kind of questioned that as soon as he did it. I was like, well... Yeah, what's the point? You got... That tang's got to go into the part of the handle. Right, so... folds. Jay Nielsen said that as long as he ground it flat on the sides, it should still be okay. But then that kind of takes away from the the decorative aspect of it. Plus, it's going to be within the handle once you actually go to use it. So you're not really going to be seeing it anymore. 
And this could cause an issue when it is in the handle when you're trying to hold this thing. You might make it a little weird like right. where you're gripping on the on the part. Right. So whatever, to each his own. Hey, it was a neat little twist. I, I did like it. Oh, neat little twist. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just uh, Greg, he had a bare leg, a.k.a. a bare leg, and... <laughs> Sean pointed out they made this joke early on. He had the, a bear tattooed on his calf. A yeah, big bear head. A big bear head. And He's wearing shorts. Who made the joke? Doug. Uh, was it Doug between a- Doug and and Dave? Yeah, some one of them said, "Look, he's got a bear leg." And then you like staring at his bear leg or something. Yeah, and then it was a few minutes later when Will Willis comes in and goes, "Oh, bear leg!" I get it. Right over his head, man. Uh, Can't win them all, Will. Can't win them all. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, good quote by Greg here. Yes. Right. I don't know if you can read my. You you can read it. You can read it. Don't hold on to mistakes just because you spent time making them. That's pretty good. That's deep right there. Yeah, that's a pretty good uh, life thought. Lesson life point, some whatever. Yeah. Take that with you. I'm going to reflect on that one later tonight. Ponder on that. Yeah. Give it a good good chunk of my thought power tonight. So, next, Kyle. He seemed that like he was just having some troubles the whole time he his he lost he, a little steam yeah he lost steam as he was going he was getting very tired his arm was getting tired he had trouble just keeping a good grip on his his hammers and to the point where he ended up grabbing one of the smaller hammers yeah a small ball peen hammer yeah to to do some of this and Nielsen's like that's not going <laughs> that's not going to help you out no you're not no. moving metal with that thing um, and then he also had trouble straightening his blade. Oh yeah, straightening the the blade out. So wasn't wasn't looking so good for Kyle at that point. And leading into the judging, Greg had a slight warp that could have been an issue from a hot quench because he he quenched his really extremely hot. Like it was the whole thing was glowing. Yeah, like to the, the thing point was of bright. It was. It was a little too too hot, and it's a little lean too, which is probably why it got so hot. It was super yeah. thin. It took a lot of heat and took on a warp. I mean, it was warping when he was before he even did the heat treating. That he was having <laughs> yeah. issues with the warp, and then he had to straighten it before he right. even did the quench. So Kyle's had a slight twist. Jacobs had a small ricasso, and that left very little room for a pin for the friction folder aspect of it, where it has to be able to fold it out into position. He didn't have much space left there for a right. pin. Wherever that, that pin be... is, you got like a quarter inch on either side of it. And it's a it weak spot. Creates a weak spot. Yeah. yeah. Fuad came in and was just like the the glowing <laughs> yeah. child here, getting all the compliments. It was a great looking blade, which it was. It was. I mean, that thing was. The thing looked awesome for three hours. Signed up. Like, Amazing. It was really amazing what he was able to do in three hours yeah. compared to the rest of the guys there. Because of Kyle's blade being so badly warped to the point where it was a corkscrewish almost warp. It was going right. in three different directions. Kyle ended up getting the boot. Didn't really affect our picks. None of us picked him to win. Sorry, Kyle, but we move on to round two. Okay. Round two. 
Handle time. Handles, yes. So, um, Fouad decided to do a differential heat treat to make some parts harder than the others. I think he was complimented on that too. Yeah. Um, Drake had some issues with alignment, and he started his handle over at one point. Um, and then what his pin was too small. He had right. some issues with his pin. Oh, yeah. Wait, was his too small? I do remember Fouad had an issue where his pin was too big, and then he stuck it in the drill press and ran That's the drill right. press and, and he, then used the, the grinding sandpaper. Yeah. And then, wouldn't you know it, like right after that, Jacob saw what he was doing yeah. and did the same thing. Right. So maybe his was too big, and then he went and ground it down on there. I don't know if he maybe made it a little too small after maybe that. Maybe holes. Too, I don't know. Yeah, something something was a little My notes are off. a little incomplete. Whatever. There was a problem with the pin. Yeah. But he got it worked out. Yes. Okay. And then uh, we moved to uh, Greg, who... He had to peen all of his pins in his handle because it was too tight of a fit. He couldn't pull it back apart in order to epoxy the thing. So he just had to peen them all. Yep. Um, so then we move on to testing. We have the sharpness test, which was a ham slice. Took a pork shoulder. You know, it's hanging by the four cables. Um, yeah, and they all pass and uh, cut the ham up pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty simple test. Like if you can't... Right. Past it's that hard one. not to do well in that. I mean, you really have to have a dull blade. Um, I do remember Fouad did uh, maybe a little bit better than the others because I believe Doug really commented, he's like, wow, this thing really cuts. Yeah. It's it like just, ham anyone or something like that. Just sliced right through. Yeah. Uh, then we move on to the strength test, which was a bamboo chop. It was going to be hacking into bamboo 10 times. Um, by uh, Nielsen there. They all did okay, but Greg took some edge damage, had some rolls, and because of that, Greg got the boot. And that means your underdog, underdog pick is gone. and Teresa's main pick. Right. So Out of running with that. So that leaves Fouad and Jacob. That also means... I'm getting points, ah, motherfuckers, because bastard. I have both my picks are in the finals. So, the weapon that they had to recreate was the Jumanji Yari. It was a 1500s Japanese weapon. It was a peasant weapon for uh, peasant foot soldiers, I believe, used it. And a double-edged crossbars to pull samurai from horses. They needed to have three blades in a cruciform shape. And with the shaft, the whole thing had to be between six foot eight and six foot ten inches. What's it's kind of a weird parameter. Between six eight and six ten. Yeah, that's like mean, six one and six ten. Six eight is just two inches. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the history on this weapon, right? So I don't know if I I seem I don't think that every single Jumanji Yari ever made was within was between those six eight and six ten. I mean, it probably varied per person that was going to be using it. You would think, like maybe they would have a weapon that was a little shorter if they were a smaller person, or for maybe this case, maybe a little. Well, no, you'd probably go a little shorter for ease ease of use, right? Um, and control of the weapon. Yeah. You'd want it to match your frame somewhat. So 
who knows how they pick the parameters here. And the only other parameter they had was they needed to have a pointed butt cap. Jake, he came into the competition at his home forge. He didn't have any power hammer or press. Nope. Um, he was using two torches plus his forge for his, his heat treating. Right. He had these two torches going to get all the components hot. It's just because it wouldn't fit. Because when you had the, the side blades bent out, it just couldn't get right. all of it into the forge that he had. Uh, He gets a warp. Twice, oh, that's two right. different times, he gets yeah. some warp in that thing. But you know, he fixed it. Yeah. So Fouad, he chose a different method here. He went with a two-piece construction. So he had the main straight blade that came off the shaft, and then the two side blades that were part of one thing that he would then attach after the fact. And he grabbed a rake pole, and a steel sleeve was added to the end with a little extra piece. He had some issues with his length originally. It was a little, it was, it was a good. Well, the pole by inches. itself, yeah, it just wasn't long enough. Yeah, it just wasn't long enough. So he had to add an extension. Now, we'll get into this a little bit more, actually. Let's skip this. So he had to add an <laughs> extension uh, to his. And they both added their own little flare details right. so yep. jake added forge and fire he wrote that in japanese. japanese his first time writing in japanese yeah so i wonder did he do like a google translate or something and then just write it down like is it going to be like one of those those tattoos japanese that people tattoos. get <laughs> yeah, you think it says something but it doesn't say that yeah, uh, it doesn't translate that way yeah so, so. But he went for it, and okay. Yeah, it looked good. And then Fouad etched a very nice flower detail design into his. Yeah, it's nice. So they come in for the kill test. You want to cover the kill test here, Sean? Kill test. Pig carcass. Once again, the famed pig carcass appears. And uh, Doug's student comes in to complete the test. We've seen this guy a couple times before. Unnamed. RJ gets the call out for the RJ, full name because he's Doug's brother. I think but... Doug has mentioned this guy's name before, but he didn't this time. For whatever, whatever reason. We don't know. Okay. Anyway. All right. So Fwad's up first. You know, they're doing uh, the stab, the slash, you know, the whole, the whole deal there. And so the guy brings it up, does this upward cut, and then quack like the the blade just comes it doesn't like fall off the handle but it just the handle just it just breaks the handle cracked like right just, above that where he was where it was being held right and um so catastrophic failure and then basically jacob just had to pass the test without breaking yeah which he did there's a sad dug cam i think for the uh the yes break there. there was a sad dug cam so with that, because it was a catastrophic failure, Jacob won. Jacob wins. So that means Teresa and I both got some points here. Uh, but before we go into the points, now we're going to introduce a special call-in guest, actually. What? What? Huh? What? Um, I actually talked to Fouad earlier today 
and we had a little conversation to talk about what happened with his blades. So here's that audio now. Now on the line, I have Fuad Akawi from uh, the Jumanji Yari episode. So welcome, Fuad. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really well. So I did want to say I was really impressed with the, the work that you did on that episode. Like during the first few challenges there, you really like you, your experience showed well through well. And it was um, I don't know if you've watched any of the episodes that we put out there before, but we've been making picks before we watch the show and decide who we think's going to win. And I did have you chosen as my pick for this episode. <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, yeah, everything was well in hand. Uh, the first and second challenge actually were, were really easy. I didn't have any <laughs> any trouble with it at all. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it was really impressive. And so, you know, I was excited to see you get through to the final round. And the weapon they had you making was definitely... An interesting choice. Um, so you mentioned that you spent a number of hours doing research on the uh, Jumanji Yari as you were going through the process of designing it and, and building it. Yes, I. Uh, I didn't know anything about this uh, pole weapon, and you know, I'm a I'm a knife maker and a sword maker, so you know, a pole weapon is something I would never be interested in making at all. So I had to research the thing, and, you know, I found that it needed a really long tang going into the shaft and how you would attach it and kind of sizes and proportions for everything. And, and my goal was to make something historically accurate and have, you know, uh, dimensions and be able to be used as the weapon would have been used with the, like a, a, a ranged sliding hand technique. Uh, so that, that, that is what I built for. And, uh, you know, I put, I put everything into it, everything I had. And it really showed, I mean, it, it was a great looking weapon. And I know that the show itself, they kind of focused, they always seem to do this with a lot of the different uh, challenges. They focus on one thing that could possibly have gone wrong, um, and then they really kind of highlight that. And so they focused a lot on the handle that you were putting onto your weapon, and they didn't really say a whole lot else about the, the blade aspect that you put on there. And um, they just kind of... I, I kind of like to call it manufactured drama. It seems like they do that a lot. They they say, "Oh no, it's going to warp," and then it doesn't warp, and that's how the oh, show goes. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was disappointed because I <clears throat> in the in the forging of of the head of that thing, there was so much complex forging, but I felt like you know they <laughs> they have to. They have to give the cat a string to move to to keep their attention, and uh, you know the fact that 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 handle snapped the way it did. They after the fact, they know they have to give a poor tent that I'm going to have a problem. So they spent a lot of time talking about how I added, you know, a, a foot to the bottom of the shaft. But you know that was the spike basically. I added a foot on the spike. 
Right. And, uh, uh, it was a super, super strong joint. Uh, uh, and it really didn't enter into it, but the whole aspect of the shaft being too short leads people in the direction, uh, you know, mentally that, yeah, the guy's got a problem with his shaft, which I was 100% with the shaft. So right. I, I didn't have any concerns about it at all. So um, so then it must have been a surprise then when they do take the, the first swing and it snapped uh, yeah. away. So... <laughs> So what, what what exactly happened there? Was it something to do with the way the tang was in the shaft or at that particular spot? It looked like it broke right where he was holding it. It broke, you know, in front of his hand. Yeah. And uh, it didn't have anything to do with the tang. It was a foot away from the tang down oh. into the meat of the shaft. I mean, just clear, clear ash wood, uh, uh, you know... I I probably, if I was testing myself, I probably wouldn't have led with the most destructive test that you could have done against the shaft, which is just trying to, you know, <laughs> basically, you're, you're, you're trying to break the shaft when you're trying to cut a, a 50 or 75 pound pig that's going to be stationary mm-hmm. with an underhanded leverage punch where you're putting power behind it into... Uh, inch and a inch and a quarter shaft. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the most destructive test you can do. And you know, I, I don't know why they led with that. I don't know what their plan was. I mean, it's a it's a ranged weapon. You would you would let the weapon, as far as what I understand about it, and what some other martial artist guys have told me after the fact, is that you use it at length. You use a sliding hand technique. Uh, you know, where you spin and you can, you, you, you know, use your palm to slide through the cut and let the weapon's weight do the work. And, and underhanded punch through a pig at three feet <laughs> is not probably, you know, the, the first test you would want to lead with. Uh, but again, I, I was really disappointed. Doug was Doug was uh, on the bench for that. Yeah, I feel like he would have done it differently. And nobody goes on the show to have some knucklehead do their their blade test. You go and have Doug or one of the other guys do it. You know, not not this karate guy. Which <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know what his experience was, but as far as what I understood about how these weapons were used that was kind of off-label to use it like your Paul Bunyan trying to cut a tree in one whack, you know? Yeah, it definitely seems like the design of the weapon and the way that it was probably used in historical purposes was not not that particular type of strike. So. Not like an axe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, yeah, it, it, was, it was a thing, and I don't know. So were you able to take the... Uh, the pull weapon back home with you after that? Oh, yeah, I've got it. I uh, put a nice uh, ash uh, bow staff from Hanway on it. And, I mean, it's a straight grain piece of ash wood that's exactly the same size that I had <laughs> I had made the made the other shaft. So it's hanging on my wall now with the, with the reproduction of my friction folder and the broken piece of shaft there. Underneath <laughs> 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 it is a nice display, so... You know, and, and the fact is, 
that I'd even talked to my wife before I went to the final competition, you know. Mm-hmm. And I told her I wanted to keep the thing. That that was something that, that was eating at me because I really, really loved it. And it was a beautiful piece of work. And I told my wife, Gina, that uh, what would you think if I told that if I would just forego, if I did win, if I forego the, the prize money and tell them I want to keep my pieces that I made? And she said, well, I don't care. That's fine with me. So I found out after the fact that that uh, I was going to get to keep it because I didn't know they were doing that, you know, in, a, in our season. Right. So, and I talked to uh, one of the guys on the show and he said, yeah, if you'd have won, there's no way you could have kept it. This is the only way you could have kept it. So again, uh, the universe, the universe answered a question that I wish it had. Uh, <laughs> could I keep my weapon? Well, yes, the only way that I could keep it was, was for that exact thing to happen. Something that, 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 uh, you know, didn't have anything to do with my metal work or anything broke that's easily replaceable. And now, yeah, I got my wish. Uh, I got my ER, and it's hanging on my living room wall now. Oh, that's cool. That's great. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's interesting how that happens kind sometimes. of worked out. And listen, the other thing is, that kid Jacob. Yes. He's a super, super good kid, and we're going to spend some time together at my forge, and he wants to use my power hammer and my equipment, see how to do that stuff, and, and he's going to come up at the end of the summer when it starts to cool off here in Tennessee. And and the thing is, the whole thing wasn't about the money for me. I didn't give a shit about the money. Right. Sorry, I don't know. You might have to believe me, but oh, uh, we don't worry. Don't worry about that. We swear on our show too. So, it's... so I didn't. I didn't care about the money. It never entered into it. It was all about, you know, showing what I could do. And Jacob needed the money. And I am glad he got it because, you know, he he is a, he, I've never seen somebody work as hard as him. And, and he's young and he's starting out in life. And I totally don't begrudge him of that. It didn't have anything to do with what Jacob did or whatever on the show. And I'm glad. I'm glad that somebody that that could really benefit from that one. And I guess that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> well, Vlad, thank you for for calling me and, and talking about that with me. It's um, it's great to hear. You know, the contestants' point of view when it comes to this. A lot of yeah. times, because you, so much is is left off the table when they do the episode and actually put it out there. They can only fit so much into an hour long, well, 44 minutes really with commercials. So, um, you know, we are excited and and happy to talk to all these contestants. So thank you for your time. And, you know, maybe, uh, maybe down the line, we could have you on for a longer interview with the whole group and uh, get into some more information about bladesmithing in general, if you like. So whatever I can do, uh, you know, (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm willing to willing to do whatever I can to help out or anything I can do for you Chris well I appreciate it thanks again for calling and um, yeah I'll I'll let you know as soon as the episode goes up that's fantastic thanks man thanks have a good one bye bye so that was interesting oh wow it was a really interesting interview to kind of get his point of view on how that happened and you know the piece of ash that he used you know it should have been fine, but he 
he really thought it was more of an issue with the way they were testing it. And if they had done yeah. the test a little differently, it might not have broken the way that it did. Like that seemed like kind of an overkill test to do, be the first one that you do with with that sort of weapon. Yeah, and I I don't know would an, an overhand kind of diagonal slash have done differently. I don't know. Perhaps. It's hard to say because it did break right at the guy's hand, which would have been like a stress point when you're going to do that hit no matter what. But maybe if it was swung like it is meant to be swung, he would have been holding it farther down. So maybe it would have been less likely to break if it was held that way. It's it's really, it's hard to tell. Hard to tell. And, you know, Fod was a, a good sport about it, and you know you heard what he said. Nice. He was he was glad Jacob won, and they're even going to be, you know, working together this summer at some point. And Fod's got his weapon back. Yeah, and Fod's got his weapon, it. and he's repaired it, and it's mounted up in his living room with the broken handle yeah. and some of the some other stuff. So, you know what, I I think this was a great way to to kind of end this episode was with getting a hold of to talk about this because it really just highlights some of the information that we don't normally get from an episode, right? Like there's so much stuff going on behind the scenes that we would never find out. And now we're starting to get this kind of weird access to contestants yeah. that want to talk to us about this. So thank you, Fwad, for allowing us to have that little conversation. And, and- Fwad, I was so confident Fwad was going to win this. Yeah. I mean, everything it did from... The first couple of rounds, you know, smooth sailing, right? Yeah. And he said it too, you know, and it just came together. Final round looked good. Blade looked great. And then I'm watching it. I'm like, fucking rake handle? Like you chose a rake handle? Oh, come on, man. I mean, look at that thing. He used a rake handle? But- but it's a solid piece of wood. Hey. I mean, what's the difference? But hey, man, it all worked out in the end. He's he's happy for Jake. Yep. You know he does. He doesn't need the money. His wife said, "I don't need the money. I don't give a shit. Like whatever. <laughs> Bring that blade back home. I don't need that. Whatever. Hang it up." And he hang, hung it up, and it's looking good. He's happy. Jake's happy. We're happy. Everybody's happy. Yeah, that's what matters. So. The only thing that matters more than that is you being a subscriber on YouTube (laughs) and liking our videos (laughs) and following us on Instagram, but also our points for this episode. That's right. Teresa and I had Jacob as our underdog. Yeah, lucky. You guys got lucky. You got lucky. So that was two points each. So the new total 17 for Teresa, 15 for myself, 10 for Sean. We're going to keep putting these out during the break between seasons. You know for that for sure. We're, we got people that want to get interviewed. We've got more contestants lined up. Mm-hmm. We have two more interviews lined up, um, potentially. I know. And I feel like the more we keep doing them, the more people are going to want to talk yeah. to us. So thanks, everybody involved in the bladesmithing community, for giving us your time to listen to our show and to talk with us about the, the show and all of that good stuff. Remember to subscribe, like our videos, check out our social media, and and uh, buy Jason Knight's shirts. Oh, be a maker. Sale. Be a maker. Not a taker. Not a taker. 
the new design is up on his store. I believe it's bonfire.com. Something like that, yeah. Something like that. If you go on there or if you go to Jason Knight Knives, you could probably find a link to his new shirt, which is a really cool design. It's kind of funny, yeah. It's got some animals doing some right. some, some forging. forging. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty cool. So check that out. And I just realized we didn't do this for the last episode, but we had talked about doing our featured forge oh, of the yeah. week. So uh, I'll do here, we'll do a teaser. The featured forge of the week is the Volander Forge, who oh. was a contestant on the show, and he's gonna be an interview for us next week sometimes. Very so nice. keep an eye out for that one. And I'll flip through his Instagram and post some stuff on the green screen behind us. So thanks everybody for watching, and we will talk to you next week. What? Uh, huh? What? 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 What